Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Bolton eBikes podcast, a place where you can learn from me, Kyle Chittock, and occasionally guests who are either customers just like you, or maybe they're e-bike experts, maybe they're bicycle experts, you never know, but you can learn something about electric bikes guaranteed every single episode. So welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about, it's kind of a follow-up, but also just a Let's just call it a part two in a series because this is going to keep happening. It's going to be a recurring theme about where e-bikes are made and what would it take to actually make an electric bike in the United States. So if you want to hear about that, what are the challenges, then stick around. Once again, this is the Bolton e-bikes podcast. Thank you so much for coming back for another episode. I talked about in a previous episode, and if you if you didn't hear that one, you may want to jump to it first because there's some things that might make more sense, might make more sense in context if you do hear that one first. And it's about where e-bikes are made. Currently, most of the Bolton e-bikes that we sell are made in China. There are parts that are sourced from other countries as well, but that's where the majority of the parts come from. That's where the assembly is done. Now, initially... When I first started selling electric bikes, the majority of the assembly was done here in the USA. I built each bike. They were kind of customized to each person. I put special parts on there. But as demand grew, it wasn't a matter of of cost, honestly. It was just a matter of keeping up. I just could not build bikes fast enough for the number of people that wanted to buy bikes from me. And so it just made sense to outsource the manufacturing to China, which is where all the parts were coming from, and have the bikes sent over, assembled to my specifications. Now, I've had a bunch of people ask, because I'm very upfront about that. I mentioned that on my YouTube channel, where the bikes are made. I've had a lot of comments, uh, especially lately, about people saying, you know, why don't you make e-bikes in the U.S.? Or, you know, I don't want to buy this e-bike because it's made in China. I'll go find one elsewhere. And I hate to be the bearer of bad news if you are you know, trying to do your best and be very patriotic and buy U.S. products. But there is no e-bike that is truly made in the U.S. right now. And that's the, that's the unfortunate truth. I've found a few companies that claim to be made in the U.S. The only one that, you know, I, the only ones that I've found, basically, there are some, some things that don't sit quite right with me. Because basically they're assembling in the U.S., but the major components are still coming from China. Like the motors, the batteries. I mean, on an e-bike, that's that's kind of a big deal. <laughs> the motor is what I would consider a major portion of an electric bike, as is the battery. And so I started doing some some research and trying to figure out, okay, let's say there's a certain number of people that truly do want an electric bike made in the U.S., and let's say I wanted to be the first to make an electric bike in the United States. How would I do that? And so I started researching parts. Let's look at the way bikes are traditionally made and see, could we even gather up all of the parts that are made in the U.S. to assemble a bike out of U.S. parts, and then boom, we're done. We, we just made an electric bike out of U.S. parts, awesome. Let's add it up and see what that costs. Now, I haven't done that last step, which is to add it up and see how much it costs because I haven't found all the pieces. So here's some of the challenges. 
Now, if you think about a bicycle, all the parts that go into it, let's start with the basics. Let's start with a frame. Can we find a frame made in the U.S.? Of course. That actually is pretty easy to do. They're not going to be cheap, but at least there are options. So frame covered, not a problem. We can get a frame. We can get aluminum frames, steel frames, carbon fiber frames. Yes, there are many of those made overseas. Might be a little more expensive here, but I think we can find a frame for a reasonable price. So that's one thing covered. Next, we need wheels for a bicycle, right? We got frame. Let's put some wheels on it. And I was able to find, it was very, very helpful. There's a website I found. It says Old Glory MTB, standing for mountainbike.com. And they had a page dedicated to mountain bike parts made in America. So that's awesome. Here they have this huge resource of all these parts. I got to give them a lot of credit for things that they put together, finding parts. And going through that list, I can find that there are several manufacturers that make hubs and wheels. So actually getting wheels made is a real possibility. That's something that you can do. So you can buy a frame, you can buy wheels. And then if you think about any sort of machined part or welded part, for the most part, those things can be found too. Not as many, but they're at least out there. So the stem that goes from the fork to the handlebars, the fork itself, that kind of part of the frame. But if you go to handlebars, all of those things are available. So I think that's that's awesome. Uh, just looking through their list right here, for example, they're going A to Z by company name, not necessarily the name of the part. Uh, but here's a few company names I came across that make American-made, truly American-made products for bicycles. You've got Alliance Bicycles. They make forks, seat posts, stems, uh, BBG Bash Guards out of Oregon. Bishop Bikes in Maryland, they make forks and stems. Black Cat Bikes, they make forks and stems. And some of these companies sell more than just the two or three items I'm mentioning, but those are the specific items where they have some made-in-the-U.S. availability. So just keep that in mind. Uh, but you've got... Uh, Bold Precision, uh, Seat Posts and Skewers. <laughs> Interesting combination. Uh, Cane Creek, that's a very well-known brand for headsets, actually. So I was surprised that they that some of those headsets are made in the U.S. So it says that they have headsets, seat posts, and suspension components. It's awesome. Chris King, that's a very well-known brand for high-quality hubs for your wheels. So that's awesome. It says they've also got bottom brackets and headsets as well. So just kind of going down the list, if you look at uh, seat post clamps, headsets, things like that, frame components, we've got them. Now, one that's a little bit more difficult to find, but here's a company that has something. Endless Bikes, North Carolina, they make cogs. So a, a small cog for the rear wheel of your bike. I see a picture of that that they've got online. So that's awesome because drivetrain parts, that's where I started having problems even everything down to the grips there are companies making them but when it came down to the drivetrain here's what this particular website said and i did some researching and so far i have not found anything yet uh, it says that they've made a list of american parts here we go many parts cannot be purchased major items like derailers shifters tires and saddles do not have any american-made alternatives now they keep updating this page as they get more comments and people provide more information uh, and there were some saddles so so there is a a seat a bike seat a saddle that's available made in the u.s but we got a problem with derailers shifters 
and tires. Now, those are the three things that are missing for a standard bicycle. When we go to an e-bike, we need three more major things. I'm going to say three. We're going to separate them out because of the complexity of this question. And that would be the motor, the motor controller, and the battery. Now, I talked to a friend of mine. He's been on the podcast before. We talked extensively about batteries. Uh, Patrick from High Sea Battery in Colorado. Uh, and he gave me some insight. Uh, so he's looked into this as well. And if I was to make an electric bike with made in the U.S. parts, I might have to, t- excuse me, if I was to make an electric bike with all U.S. parts, I might have to turn to him to have the battery made because he knows where to get some U.S. cells. They're not 18650 style cells, but at least there are some lithium battery cells made in the U.S., and he'd be the expert to assemble them. So battery is is possible. It's not being done for an e-bike right now, but at least I know, okay, that's another thing that's possible. The motor is is a tricky one. There is a company that makes made-in-the-USA electric motors, and they're not specifically for e-bikes, to be honest, but there is a company that uses them for a special e-bike kit. So they have some experience with it, or at least somebody's using their product for that. Uh, and there's a company called Astroflight, and they primarily make brushless motors, very popular among hobbyists for radio-controlled things. So very compact, little brushless motors, super powerful, very well made. I've always heard good things about them, although I personally have not used them for anything myself. But let's let's take a look at some of their motors. So once again, this company is called Astro Flight, and that's because of the radio-controlled airplanes, I assume, is where they, they got things kicked off. Uh, but let's take a look at one of their motors, check out some specs, and see would this work on an e-bike, and what does it cost? Uh, so here's a 3205. Now, I'm not saying this is good for an e-bike because there's a lot of things that go into a motor, you know, a transmission, gearbox, belt drive, reduction, whatever, to, to take this high RPM motor and make it work for an electric bike. But here's one that says it's capable of one kilowatt of power. So that'd be a thousand watts. So, hey, that looks pretty good. Depending on the winding of the motor and and how it's designed, it may or may not be a good fit, but it's got the right power requirements. So this could be an option. Uh, It's saying typical speed range, 6,000 to 10,000 RPM. So uh, that's going to rev up really high definitely going to have a a major gear reduction of some sort to make this work on an e-bike so there's a motor and it's for 415 dollars so not not bad that is you know a possibility or at least it's reasonable to say that this company could possibly make a motor that would would work Uh, we go look at some of their other motors we've got see this one's capable of 2000 watts 470 dollars if we go to one of the really big Motors, this one looks amazing. What are the specs on this? I know I looked at this before. Uh, so I'm looking at one that's called the 4535 Astro Brushless Motor. Here we go. Capable of 15 kilowatts. That's 15,000 watts. <laughs> so that's a 12-pound a motor. That's awesome. It's also $2,499. Okay, so that's... That's a little bit, that's getting a little bit expensive there. But the $400 range for something that technically has the power to move an e-bike. So there we go, a motor is possible. 
Now, how about the motor controller? Thankfully, Astroflight has speed controllers as well. Now, I would have to, to really dig into their website and just make sure I'm reading the information correctly here. But here is one called the, the ESC2413. It's a brushless DC sensorless speed controller. And there we go. Perfect. This is what I was looking for. It says on the label, on the motor controller, made in the USA. So here's a motor controller. This one's capable of up, up to 15 kilowatts, so it can handle that large motor I just mentioned. And it's made in the U.S. Perfect. That would work. It's a little bit expensive. When I say a little bit, I mean I have bikes for sale, like a complete electric bike that's within $100. <laughs> so it's it's $1,200 for this speed controller. That is that is rather expensive. But hey, there there is a made in the USA option at least. Now, I haven't searched around and found a different made-in-the-U.S. speed controller other than that yet that would work with something like that. But just to give you an idea of, of the things I am finding, now we're, let's, say, let's just say one of those motors works for $400, and the speed controller is $1,200 because that's the best option i found so far. That's $1,200 plus $400. That's $1,600. And we haven't got into any of the other bicycle components at all yet. So that's... You can see how this is going to be expensive rather quickly. Now, I said one of the things that was not on that list originally was the saddles. There's one company that, that is there, and that's on that website, oldglorymtb.com. It's a high-end saddle. It's expensive. So instead of a you know, $10, 20 $30 saddle on the bike, you might be spending $100 to $200 on a saddle to have it made in the U.S. That's just where things are right now. So, okay, well, at least so far, this is looking good. We got a frame, we can get a fork, we can get handlebars, we can get grips, uh, we can get pedals, wheels. At least the parts are available. So technically, this could be possible almost. There's, there's one thing that's missing. Now, they did say drivetrain parts, derailers, none in the U.S., I saw somebody online, this is a few years back, but he was posting online trying to find uh, parts to build a truly American-made bicycle. Uh, and there were some companies that made derailers 10, 15 years ago. So one option, and it's not a great option, but it's what this particular gentleman was doing. Uh, he was going on eBay and finding old parts that were made in the U.S. That's not the greatest option. Obviously, on a brand new bike, we're not going to scour eBay to find an old old technology, basically, or something like that. So I don't think that's a good option. But anyone who's into manufacturing, I guess, listen up right now. Hey, a derailleur that's made in the U.S. is something that, that we need. That's like a, a key piece that we don't have right now. Your other option is you go with a single-speed bike, and you can probably find enough chain rings and things to to make it work. Not ideal. I don't think, personally, we should make compromises on the quality of the electric bike just to make it made in the U.S. It should be a good bike, and to me, a good bike, at least in this day and age, should have more than a single speed going from your pedals to the rear wheel. Now, on that note, because there's cranks and other things available, you know, in theory, I guess you could make a bike where you pedal, you have a small generator that generates electricity, that feeds it into the battery, and then you don't directly have anything connecting the front rear wheels. 
or the the cranks in the rear wheels, but it's terribly inefficient and it's a terrible idea. I would never build a bike that way. So possible in the US, not a good bike. So it, that's a tricky one. Uh, I'm looking at a picture on their website of a made in the US derailleur that's an older style. It looks like all the little pieces and parts were uh, CNC machined, which is pretty cool because I look at this and I think, well, that's something we could make though. It, it's not like you have to open a a mold or anything like that to have parts stamped out. There's not a huge investment. You could literally machine a few parts on a CNC machine and make this. So with all of the technology we have today that we didn't have a few years ago, I think the cost of starting out a brand new product or, or manufacturing is a lot lower. The barrier to entry is lower. You know, 3D printers are getting better and better some of these parts could maybe be 3D printed. And there was a bike just announced recently online, it's going around, that has a 3D printed frame and, and people are talking about it. And I think that's really cool. I don't think it necessarily solves a problem yet other than just showing that you can do it. Because if we can print products, maybe we can bring the cost down, maybe we can be more competitive with parts that come from overseas. But the frames are something that you can buy right now in the U.S. So to me, that's not, not a big deal. It would be more impressive to me if they 3D printed a made-in-the-U.S. derailleur because from what I found so far, one doesn't exist. So there's a problem, but now I know when I'm looking into this for myself, if I really want to make a made-in-the-U.S. e-bike, where do I need to start? And you have to start with the things that don't exist because I can buy the rest of the parts we can make a bike. But a derailleur, I can't. So then I have to decide, hmm, do I spend my time and money trying to develop a, a derailleur or a drivetrain of some sort that's made in the U.S. that's, that's cost-effective? And that's something I'd have to, to consider. Unfortunately, I just can't go buy one. That means I have to, I'd have to take a lot of time and money to, to develop one. So for those that are just saying, why don't you just build it in the U.S.? I'd love to, but here are the complications. Here are the things that are coming up that we, we have to seriously take a look at. Now, saddles, interestingly enough, there's a lot of bike saddles on the market that you can buy now. They're made out of different types of plastics and things. So even though there's not very many options, I foresee that that one could be an easy one to, to replicate or duplicate with some of the 3D printing or other things I mentioned. So that one I don't seem too concerned about. But there's one more that's a really, really big part of a bicycle that is not made in the U.S., and this is a, a problem. And if people have solutions to this problem, feel free to let me know. I am open to suggestions and trying to figure this out. I am basically releasing this podcast not being prepared with all of the answers to the questions of how this is going to be done because it is going to be a process, and it's going to take some time. But I want you guys to know that I'm listening, I hear you, and I'm doing my due diligence and my research to see Okay, well, what what would it take to actually make this happen? So here's that last part that's missing. That's a big one, and I don't know what the answer is yet. Can you guess what it is? What is what is one thing that's on every single bicycle that I have not mentioned yet? On every e-bike that I have not mentioned yet, it's the tires. Tire tire manufacturing is difficult. You're typically dealing with rubber. It has properties that when you melt it, cook it, burn it, whatever you want to say, whatever the process is for making a tire, uh, that's kind of dirty and toxic. There's lots of restrictions in the U.S. 
So I can foresee that would be very challenging to make a tire in the United States. There are some tires made in the U.S. for vehicles, motorcycles that still exists. It's not common, but it still exists. But for bicycles, I, I tried to find something and it looks like, uh, I want to say it was back in the 70s or the 80s was the last time a bicycle tire was made in the U.S. And that was it. And there's been none since. Now I looked because in this article I mentioned, they list that as one of the things that doesn't exist is, is tires. But I did a quick little search and there are a lot of comments on this article that got me thinking, well, maybe somebody commented with something. And there was one called Ameritire. They do make a tire. Technically, they have some bicycle tires. Is a huge compromise. They're a solid tire, like a solid rubber tire. Solid rubber tires have never worked well. So there's an option. And maybe, maybe that's a sacrifice you have to make initially is that here's the bike. It's made in the USA. No, the tires aren't very good compared to the other tires on the market. But hey, they're made in the USA. Maybe that's something where you put it on there and you make it work. Otherwise, you have to go develop a tire or a manufacturing process that can work in the U.S. that you can actually do. Now, is it possible? Could be. I've seen there's a there's a thing that's been around for a while. It keeps changing names. Originally, I think it was called the Twill. If you don't know what that is, basically it's a, a combination tire and wheel. Instead of having an air-filled tire or a tube around a wheel, so normally on a bicycle, you've got the hub, you've got the spokes, you've got the rim, You've got a tube, you got tire. Those are kind of all the pieces that make up your whole wheel-tire combination. Well, on a twill, as it was nicknamed at first or called for a while, the name might still be around, but I, I know they keep changing it on other products. Uh, basically, you've got the rubber tread around the outside, uh, and then you kind of have this rubbery compound that makes up the spokes that's directly attached to the rubber on the tread, and that goes down to the hub, and it's, it's a tire and a wheel all in one piece. And... I've seen people 3D print tires for radio-controlled cars before. So the thought that you might be able to 3D print a tire or even a tire-wheel combination for a bicycle is not out of the question. I think the technology is getting to where it's probably possible, but it would take a lot of printing, a lot of material testing, a lot of work to try and get something that functions and it lasts to the level that current bicycle tires do. So I'm not saying you couldn't make something, but to make something that's good and actually works might be very, very difficult. But I'm very hopeful that where 3D printing and additive manufacturing is going right now, we might be able to make a tire or a wheel for a bicycle in the U.S. in the near future. So I'm really looking forward to that. I'm paying attention to all of these things because if we want to bring back manufacturing 100% to the U.S., these are the things that we need to do. Now, interestingly enough, it's just right now, even though I thought maybe we can find everything, it's just not physically possible. The parts and the pieces don't, don't exist. The laws for saying made in the U.S., you know, they say virtually all of the components must be sourced from the U.S. Now, in my mind, in my opinion... The tires, the motors, those things seem like major components. They should be made in the U.S. to qualify. But maybe all or virtually all, maybe if you took all the rest of the parts that are available, made a bike, maybe you could legally call it a made in the U.S. e-bike because you could say, hey, listen, we made everything we possibly could in the U.S. And these, you know, two parts, the derailleur and the tires, for example, we just, we couldn't do because they don't exist. And maybe that would be acceptable. But to me, 
I don't know, I guess I'm just a perfectionist. But for me, that's not enough. For me, we have to, we have to do it all 100%. There's my thoughts on it for today. That's where we're at. And I, I'll let it slip in this podcast episode because it's going to come up eventually later. Maybe I've mentioned it before. I don't know. In addition to, to bikes, I, I also have a CNC machine shop. So now the machines I have are not for bicycles specifically, but there are certain bicycle parts they certainly could make. And, you know, we could, we could always expand some of those capabilities and machining functions to make some of these other parts. It would be a challenge. It'd be difficult. It'd be hard. I think the challenges are, are what make the end result worth it. If it wasn't hard, then there would be nothing great about doing it, at least in my mind. If it's difficult, that's kind of part of the fun part. So here we are. We, we know that an American-made, 100% American-made electric bike isn't quite possible today, but now you know some of the major things that are missing. Now there's a whole other aspect of this, which is the the labor and the assembly to make all this happen and put it all together. And what is that going to cost? And I don't have any real numbers on that for you yet, but that's kind of the next step. That's where it needs to go from here. We need to figure out what would it cost to actually make this happen. The next step after that is how do we reduce that cost? And I have some, some ideas, maybe a little bit crazy ideas that could really bring down the cost of manufacturing for an American-made e-bike and make it possible. But it's going to be a ways off. I just want you guys to know that I'm thinking about it. Like I said, I hear the people that are making those comments. I understand if I can make this happen, that I will. But in the foreseeable future, what are we going to do? Well, we're going to keep selling e-bikes, of course. People love e-bikes. They want e-bikes now. And where they're made is something you should be aware of and you should know with any electric bike. And I'm not afraid to share that information with you. But I don't think it should stop us from riding them now. They're a ton of fun. The quality really is good where they are made. So I just want you to know that I'm going to keep increasing quality and the component and making the bikes better and better no matter where they're made. But that's kind of a little fun uh, side project. You know, we're going to keep pursuing this other angle as well. And we'll just see where that road takes us. If anything, I hope the end result is we make strides and leaps forward in the, the quality and the abilities of electric bikes. So I hope that they can go further, they can go faster, they can have more power, they can last longer. Those are the things that are going to matter in the end. Those are the items that are going to make these things sell, is that you can get a really good quality bike no matter where it's made. I hope this was enlightening and you learned a few things. I hope you learned something from every one of my podcast episodes, of course. But there you have it. There's my thoughts. That's where the, the industry is at right now. I think we can bring some of these things back with some new technologies that are coming out. It's going to be a struggle. But if you have any thoughts on that, feel free to reach out to me. Let me know, hey, I have a part or a piece that you may not have heard of that's made in the U.S. I'm definitely keeping my eyes and ears open and doing my own experiments and, and research to see if I can help further this along. Thanks again for listening to another episode of the Bolton E-Bikes podcast. Once again, I'm Kyle Chidock, the owner of Bolton E-Bikes. And if you just want to learn about electric bikes or hear from other people, make sure to subscribe to my podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. If you're not on a major podcasting platform on your iPhone or Android or whatever device you have, at the very least, go to ebikepodcast.com, and that's where you can sign up for my email list. We'll send you an email every week when a new podcast episode comes out. So thanks again for listening. I appreciate all of you for being here, and I'll be, I'll be back to chat in your ear again next week.